Lara Dutta Bhupati joins me. Hi, greetings of the festive season. How are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. I'm very good. And the same to you as well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited by this interview because it's normally only stuff about your film work or your OTT work. But this is a good old-fashioned business interview, if I could call it that. Though I'm hoping yeah. at the end to squeeze in some stuff on, <laughs> on upcoming releases. But we're very excited by Arias, the kids wear line. In particular, because of as parents of two, the elder daughter is nine, the younger one is three. Yes. You know, one often goes shopping for them. And my parents who now live in Bangalore have just made a frantic call <laughs> saying, well, if you're not coming for Diwali, then you have to buy them something from our side. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know. So uh, wonderful my grandparents talk- <laughs> wonderful at doing that to us. <laughs> just yeah. when we figure out what we're getting them, you get the added pressure of picking up gifts for them as well. <laughs> yeah, so, so let's start at that and then maybe we'll go to the other lifestyle options. But the fact that you're doing kids wear, Arias is, is well established as a brand. What prompted this? So, if I'm not sure if you know, but Arias is my daughter Saira's name spelled backwards. And, you know, that was my thought when I decided to, you know, sort of branch out into entrepreneurship and, you know, decided Saira was still quite young. She was just about four or five years old. And I wanted her to keep her, you know, just close to me in some way or the other. And hence the name Arias was born. So I think it was just a matter of time before I actually really branched out with the kids wear as well, considering that she's a large part of, you know, what I do. And I think as a mom, I've grown tremendously with her as well. I honestly sometimes believe that my child has taught me far more about life than I've actually taught her. I'm sure you'll agree with me. I still remember Saira being beside me when she was a baby and I would look over at her and I would be absolutely amazed, not by the fact that you had this little human being lying beside you, but by the fact that she genuinely, in just being a baby, was teaching me so much about life and myself that I never really knew about, never actually knew existed. So I always say that she's been my life's greatest teacher rather than the other way around. But Arias was born because, again, Saira today is almost 11 years old. And, you know, as a parent in India, especially, I genuinely feel that our options are quite limited when it comes to, you know, children's wear, children's clothing, all of that. And our kids are starting to ask, us smarter questions than we ever asked our parents and they're starting to do that far younger you know and hence was the idea and the concept of kind of creating an eco-conscious fashion brand for kids because maybe possibly being a mother to a daughter who has a very strong mind of her own you know Cyrus had a sense of style of her own from the time she was quite small and I allowed her to play into that you know I never kind of picked out her outfits and said okay today you're wearing this I always allowed her to be part of that process you know and today when kids are coming back from school they're learning so much so they're coming back and then they're asking you like we're celebrating the festivities right now you know all these kids want to do a firecracker less Diwali you know you're hearing these great big sermons about how mama when we are bursting these firecrackers we're just polluting the city and Mumbai is already so polluted so they're also asking questions about you know mom is this brand environmentally conscious you know am I wearing organic fabric so I was pretty amazed by all of this. And hence, Arise was really created, not just from a grown-up who's deciding that, okay, this is what I think kids should wear, but also really incorporating the ethos that children have about their own environment, about what they want to give back, the way that they want to clothe themselves. So Arise Kids has been created along with First Cry, which is India's largest e-commerce site when it comes to anything related to kids, with a lot of thought and consciousness behind it. And it's been driven by kids 100% of the way. 
Well, I have to confess, I did some snooping around and I was checking out your Insta feed while I was waiting for you to log on. And I'm mighty impressed. There's actually a post where you talk about the kind of buttons that you use for the garments. (laughs) And I'd like to get into specifics. You know, one understands that it's sustainable, but the buttons of it. Yeah, so I mean, all our buttons are actually made of coconut shells. You know, they're made in non-plastic or they're wooden buttons. And uh, our tags on our clothing. So when you bring an Arise Kids product back home, the, the tag on the clothing is made out of seed paper. So you can actually have an activity that you can do with your child where you can plant a tulsi plant, you know, and then watch it grow. So it's about bringing something home, but also adding a little bit, giving something back. You know, all our fabrics are all 100% natural fabrics, organic fabrics, our packaging is, you know, made out of uh, biodegradable plastic and things like that. So, I mean, it's just all of it. There's a lot of, like I said, a lot of conscious thought behind it. But at the same time, you don't compromise just because it's an organic fashion brand. You don't have to, or eco-conscious fashion brand. You don't have to compromise on a style quotient, you know. And today kids are, my God, they're really following all the trends. They see what, you know, they're so much more exposed than we were, especially with what all they're watching and things like that. So they want to be stylish. They want to be trendy. They want to be very in with you know, what the new trends are, what their favorite pop stars are wearing, what their favorite characters and their favorite shows are kind of dressing like. And so the idea is to allow them to have that sense of expression of their own as well. Well, I don't know how it is with Saira, but uh, Tiara, our elder one, is is into Blackpink and the K-pop revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Bit scary. (laughs) Another reason for doing this at this point of time is that people are looking for exciting gifting options and affordable, exciting gifting options. I do believe that Arias also has uh, glassware and home decor. So if you could talk to me about that, and then eventually we can talk about beauty products and, and fragrances too. Of course. So Rishikesh, we started off, I started with this Arias journey about five years ago. And uh, we started, of course, with skincare and fragrances. Skincare for me was a very natural progression from an industry that I existed in for more than 26 years. You know, so it was, I found a gap in the market. I found that there was a space where there was no one homegrown Indian skincare brand that actually addressed the needs of Indian skin and the way Indian skin ages, you know, from across the spectrum through your different decades of your life so starting from the time that you would probably start using any kind of uh, skincare so maybe your teens or late teens you know going through right up until your 50s 60s 70s there was no one brand that actually was made specifically for Indian skin and the way Indian skin ages and hence from there was born Araya Skincare that was five years ago you know we've been very uh, fortunate and lucky especially during Well, the COVID period, which was a very difficult period, but we were able to keep our factories open. We were able to keep our employees employed because we switched very quickly because we had the infrastructure. And since only essentials were allowed, factories manufacturing essentials were allowed to stay open, we were able to switch very quickly into manufacturing the Arias spray disinfectant cans. You know, so the sanitizing spray cans and that for us became an overnight success because it was the need of the hour. And in a way, we got a rise into pretty much every household in that period of two years. You know, so the name kind of got into every household, surprisingly, from something that was, you know, pretty much a disaster for most people around. In January of this year, with the Neil Kamal group that have, uh, you know, the at-home stores, they've got over 75 stores across this country. 
I did the Arise Home line with them. So Arise at Home was made, you know, primarily for crockery, cutlery, furnishing, soft furnishings. We're going to be launching furniture soon. And then, of course, now with First Cry, it's Arise Kids. So the idea and the ethos for me behind the Arise company is very, very clear. I want to build a brand that is aspirational, but extremely affordable. So I'm not building a niche brand. I'm not building a brand that's an elite, elitist brand. I'm building a brand that's a household name. And I want to make sure that in the next three years, that that brand of Arise is in every single household in India in one way or the other. And yeah, I'm headed quite uh, confidently <laughs> towards that. Well done. But they're on Instagram at World of Arias. That's W-O-R-L-D-O-F-A-R-I-A-S. And then you can also get a window into the partners that uh, she was just talking about, the Neil Kamal Group, First Cry, from that particular handle. I'm just curious to know, I mean, there are left-brain thinkers and right-brain thinkers. It's obvious that you're really great at the creative side, but how good are you at the profit and loss statement? <laughs> Well, I can tell you that it's been a massive learning curve of the last five years. And somewhere buried inside me, I always say there was a Gujarati Banya. And I've always known that I've wanted to be a businesswoman. I have the business acumen in me. I think having turned producer first in the film industry and having faced quite a bit of uh, misogyny through that journey, to be honest, kind of gave me a stronger backbone, gave me some pretty quick learnings, which I brought with me into the business world. But I have to be honest and say that I didn't face that much uh, discrimination as a woman doing business as an entrepreneur as I did as an actress who decided to turn producer in the film industry. But we've come a long way and I'm happy in a way that I kind of helped in my own small way to pave that way for further, you know, actresses that came and also turned producer who have a far easier time of it today. But for me, it was very important to understand all aspects of the business. So I'm 100% involved right from product development to packaging, to marketing, to quality control, to understanding what it is that the customer wants. So understanding the market demands. And it's been an incredible learning for me. I mean, right through from marketing to distribution to all of it. And I love it. I think it's been something, you know, they would like they say that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm hoping that I'm proving people wrong. <laughs> Yeah, they're looking at the, the brighter side of things and saying that, you know, as a woman entrepreneur, you know, you're not facing prejudice. I mean, I've always wondered for the longest time that if Wimbledon can have the same prize money for both the ladies' <laughs> singles winner and the men's singles winner, why can't there be pay parity in the media? You know, and maybe we'll get there someday. <laughs> yes. Well, it's a fight and it's a constant, right? You, you take your small victories where you can get them and then you keep the good fight going. True. How's the yoga going? Great. <laughs> I've been, well, been a yoga practitioner for now officially more than half my life. So I'm a huge proponent of yoga. Will always be somebody that supports it wholeheartedly and encourages it. Is there a business side to that? I mean, are you thinking of yoga centers and this and that? I mean, if it's still under wraps, then feel free to evade the question, but I'm just curious. No, I think that that's a very integral part of me in any case, uh, Rishi Kev. I mean, I've been just, you know, again, finding a huge gap in the market when I was pregnant with Saira to not finding, you know, being able to find anything, again, that was homegrown within our market as a prenatal, you know, sort of yoga workout. I created that for myself and I created it for mums who would come after me, you know, when I brought out the prenatal yoga DVD. So I think that just is a constant in my life. So there will be opportunities, of course, where I will diversify at some point of time. I don't know whether it will be yoga centers. I think today we have a lot of those, but I think if anything that COVID has taught us is that today we want to be able and we understood the accessibility of most things from within our homes. So I think for me, it possibly might be, you know, creating a really sound 
network of yoga teachers or yoga sessions that you can do within the comfort of your own home at a really affordable cost rather than having to find or identify a yoga studio and then be limited to just the teachers that are available at that studio. I think today it's all about choice and it's about resonating and finding the right person. I mean, for me, it's always been about finding the right yoga teachers that have helped me take my practice just a little bit more further. And I'd love to be able to do that for people sitting at home. Nice. Let's move to uh, to your primary passion, which is <laughs> acting. I met Babbar, I met Pratik a couple of days ago for yes. his former Shots Please promotions. Of course, I said it's not the ethical thing to do as a journalist to ask about another platform. <laughs> Form, but I did ask him off the camera and mic yes. about whether you know your show's coming back, hiccups and hookups. And he tells me that there is a season two. Yes, how, yes. how quickly can we expect <laughs> that? I love that show. I just loved it. No, so I'm always very I'm very, very excited to reprise uh, Vasudha Rao because I mean she's possibly one of the most favorite characters I've played through my career. So if you know me and you do know me, Rishke, you've interviewed me so many times through my career. I'm invariably, you know, sort of perceived as this woman who's very in control, you know, plays and I'm offered these roles and these characters that are very sort of hard hitting, you know, somebody who's got everything under control, has this very powerful presence. So I love the fact that I'm also offered Vasudha, who's a total crackpot, who is completely vulnerable, who has nothing under control, because it gives me a chance to actually be myself on screen, a woman who doesn't necessarily have all the answers all the time. So yes, we're coming back with a second season of Hiccups and Hookups for Lionsgate Play. And you will see both Akhil, Vasu and Kay reprise coming together as this completely dysfunctional family. We're tremendously grateful for all the love the show has received. So that's exciting. I'm just, I'm in the middle of a show for Woot, very exciting cast for me. I can't say a lot about it at this point until the platform really announces it. But in many ways, this cast has been a wishlist cast for me. Big part of uh, coming on board with the show. Very exciting. Something quite different in the space. I love working with networks that are also pushing the envelope in, in their own way. You know, so again, for Woot, a show that's quite unlike anything that they've ever had um, you know, on the platform before. And so we've got that. I finished a film earlier this year with Nina Gupta and Kanvaljeet and Mohit Rena and Shriya Palgongte called uh, Ishke Nadan. So that should be out uh, sometime soon. And yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> you know, you're speaking about a dream cast. Ishke Nadan has this stellar cast. I mean, I remember, unfortunately, I don't watch enough television. Perhaps I should. So I hadn't seen any of this boy, Mohit Raina's work as Shiva, Shivji. Right. Nikhil Advani had told me when he made uh, Mumbai Diaries, he said, you know, you should see this guy. He plays a doctor. And I ended up binge watching that series. And he was absolutely spectacular. And of course, with Nina Gupta, I mean, what can you say about her? She's spectacular. And she has a wonderful girl. Well, isn't she? Yes, yes, she is. So she and I actually also worked together on Beecham House, you know, so a few years ago, and she was much younger. But Mohit is a revelation. I have to be honest, even before Mumbai Diaries came out, I watched Mohit on a show that my father was watching that I think must have been shot, I don't know how many ever years ago, and possibly never found a place until the OTT advent into the country. And then it got put onto one of the, OTT, I think it was on Amazon, if I'm not wrong, based on the Battle of uh, Saragari. And he was playing Ishwar Singh, the, the central character. He was absolutely brilliant, far brilliant than anything that I've seen him do in Mumbai Diaries or anything else. So I've been a bit of a Mohit Rana fan for quite a long time. Been waiting for the opportunity of working with Mohit. And yeah, it presented itself. I jumped at it. <laughs> well, now that you've deflected a lot of glory, I'm sure you're the shining light in that cast. And I can't <laughs> wait to see Ishke Nadan when it eventually does release. I'm going to have to ask you because Diwali is just around the corner. How do 
those celebrations happen in the Bhupati Datta household. You do like an aarti, a puja, light some diyas, buy some new clothes. Give me the whole lowdown. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, obviously, we are a pretty large family. I've got Mahesh's uh, sister and family live right next door to us, as do my sister and family. So this is Diwali, Christmas. I mean, the fact that we, I come from a both a Catholic and a Hindu household, everything is celebrated with great gusto. Of course, with the kids, the kids actually keep that excitement alive a couple of weeks before any kind of festival actually gets here. So yes, the new clothes have been bought, the mithais have been ordered, <laughs> the diyas will definitely be lit, Lakshmi Puja will definitely happen on Diwali Day and you know, these are things that we look forward to. They're wonderful you know, celebrations and times in the year that you can actually celebrate with family. So we try to keep the semblance and the sanctity of what the festival really is about rather than just the shusha that goes on around it. But I can promise you that I will also be attending a card party or two. <laughs> yeah, you've actually segued very beautifully in my next one. I mean, it's not really about the gambling, is it? I mean, it's more shagun than anything else. So how good are of you? Course. Do you win a lot? Do you lose a lot? <laughs> Let's just say I'm lucky in love. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always in the periphery looking at people's cards. I can't even hold them properly, but it's part of the, the festive fervor, isn't it? Yeah. My last question has got to come full circle back with Arias. I don't know if you have a five-year plan, 10-year plan. I mean, what do you envision for the brand? You've achieved a lot of respect with it. I don't know. Do you want to scale up, take it global? Or sometimes, you know, you prefer to keep it small and say, you know, I'd like to keep it under control for now. So your vision for the brand. So like I said, I think that's just, I'm really clear. I am ambitious with the brand. As I said, I'd love to see RIS in every single Indian household. And if you ask me, I think my vision, I, my husband would say five years. I would say I'd like to see it grow into a 50 crore company in the next three years. I think we have the potential and we have the right teams working with us. Uh, we've been able to build out something quite special. And to get, you know, partners like First Cry, to get partners in like Neil Kamal, leaders in their own field, you know, decide to join hands. They obviously see the potential there as well themselves. So yes, my priority would be, of course, like I've said, I want to build a brand that's aspirational, but completely and totally affordable for the Indian diaspora and for the Indian living here. Going global, I think the first thing that I would possibly do that with is with the skincare, since we are far more established, you know, we've got that entire process and, and network in place. Um, so yeah. Great. And I always, when business leaders talk about turnovers and this and that, I'm always thinking of employment. I mean, if, if Arias grows and grows in the manner that you envision it to, it's going to generate so much employment, which, you know, adds to GDP, which is fabulous. So more power to you. And well, greetings of the festive season to your entire family, to Mahesh, you, Saira, and the entire extended family. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And as always, you're delightful. Thank you, Rishikesh. And to you too, and all the people who are watching and listening to us. Happy, happy Diwali.